Howdy, y'all! Welcome back to another episode of Once Upon a Time in Texas. This is actually episode number 14. Man, it just keeps getting better and better. I'm getting lots of good feedback from people, and I just can't tell y'all thank you enough for uh, sharing what you think about my little podcast here. So episode number 14, I am your host, producer, editor, head bottle washer, whatever you want to call me. I am Michael Mitchell. Uh, For those of you that follow the podcast and listen to me, thank you again for sitting on the back porch with me, figuratively speaking, of course, uh, and listening to me tell stories. I I really enjoy this. I really do. I have a lot of fun doing this. I learn a lot uh, along the way. And it's just, it. probably the coolest thing for me, guys, is that the people I know here around Wichita Falls, especially those that I run into at scouting events and uh, realtor events because I do this mortgage stuff, and the people that are listening to it are like, wow, you're, I mean, like, this is really fun, and it creates such good conversations. I just love it. So last week, I was helping my friend and uh, now retired high school science teacher. Um, I actually had him. Um, when I was in high school as a science teacher, but uh, his name's Doug Underwood, and I was helping him set up and run a big rocket shoot for an educational nonprofit he works for out of Fredericksburg called Systems Go. So this is just really, really cool. We're on this huge piece of property out, I don't know, it's like 11 and a half miles as the crow flies south of Jacksboro. It's west of the little town of Perrin, Texas, and we launched uh, rockets that high schoolers built. And so uh, some of them are what we call one mile, one pounders, which means they can go up to one mile high and they have a one pound payload. And then some are transonic, which can go up to two miles high and carry a, a heavier, I think a two pound payload. And they actually break the sound barrier when they take off. It's so cool. Like you get this, this rocket whoosh, you know, that sound that and they take off and just the sound, and then as soon as they hit the sound barrier, it sounds like a whistle. So cool. So anyway, I wanted to give a shout out to Doug and uh, the Systems Go uh, CEO, I think is her position now, but uh, Rebecca Hyatt, and basically the the entire team that was down there making this launch happen. It, It was amazing, it was so cool. And if anyone wants to come help next year, just reach out, let me know. I'll be happy to, uh, happy to get you hooked up. But I'm sure some of y'all are going, Mike, why'd you bring this up? Are we chasing a rabbit trail? Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes and no. Uh, you know, and I would say that's a great question. So while we were there, somebody asked what the little town to the east of us was, and I'd replied that it was Perrin, P-E-R-R-I-N. So Perrin, Texas. And whoever this someone was, you know, they wondered how long it'd been there, you know, why it was there, stuff like that. I said I didn't know. Um, but it had to have been a minute or two that it was there. And then my mind started wandering as happens often, you know, so that got me to thinking about some of the oldest towns in Texas, um, and donuts, but mostly about the oldest towns in Texas. And, uh, so then I thought, Hey, I should probably do a podcast about that. So, I mean, here we are. So, you know, so we're going to talk a little bit about some of the oldest towns in Texas, but what would a Once Upon a Time in Texas podcast be without a little bit of controversy? 
since there is a little bit of an argument over which town is actually the oldest and how that is actually defined. Everybody say, ooh, ah, this sounds interesting. Well, I hope so. Because <clears throat> you guys are riding this with me for the next, you know, 25 minutes-ish. Before we jump into it too much, of course, I want to mention our sponsor, Miracle Mortgage, which is me, pretty much, Miracle Mortgage. I know there are tons of people moving to and in Texas, and I know a lot of you do also. So let me help them out. I'm an independent mortgage loan originator working uh, right here in Wichita Falls, Texas. I can do loans anywhere in the state. I have an excellent broker that I work with. She's been doing it for, I don't know, 30-something years. And uh, she is an excellent source of knowledge. She's been a great mentor to me. So I help people finance their dream homes here in Texas, anywhere in the state. So again, much like last week, though, the tough part about doing mortgages is no one really wants a mortgage. Nobody really wants what I'm selling. <laughs> so, <coughs> I mean, seriously, who wants a mortgage, right? So I get it. Um, but of course, a lot of people can't afford a house unless they, you know, do a mortgage. Because, you know, a lot of folks just can't stroke a check for that. So why not at least send them to somebody that's at least a little entertaining and works hard to make that process painless? You know, somebody like, well, me, of course. So if you know someone moving to or in Texas, send them over to me at themichaelmitchell.com. Let me help them out. That is T-H-E, michaelmitchell.com. And remember, here at Miracle Mortgage, we sell dreams not mortgages. Everybody go, oh, that's so nice. <laughs> ah, so cheesy. All right, so here we go. Hope hope you guys like a little bit of little bit of what I'm peddling here. All right, so let's let's talk about this. Let's get into these oldest towns in Texas. So Texas, as everybody on here knows, of course, was admitted as the 28th state in these United States in 1845. That was the first time. Of course, then it, you know, it was Confederate States of America and then back. But anyway, 1845. So the history of Texas dates way back to the 16th century and really even earlier. Uh, I guess by saying 16th century, which is the 1500s, we're talking about European influence, um, which is important because really the years before, um, the whole area was you know, populated by Native American tribes, which we don't talk about a whole lot. I mean, uh, I guess because a lot of the Native American tribes, I guess, were presumed to be transient, although I read a book called 1491, which is kind of the history before Christopher Columbus got here. Um, and there are lots of accounts of really large cities, uh, Native American cities being here, especially up and down uh, the Mississippi River which was kind of explored a little bit. But anyway, I digress a little bit. So basically when I say, you know, our history dates back to the 1500s, I'm talking about European influence, um, written influence, and uh, yeah, I mean, basically that's what I'm talking about because, you know, didn't have a ton of writing beforehand, I guess is kind of the, the idea. So some of the states... Tiniest communities um, where development hasn't been completely erased, um, you know, 
this is kind of where history is most evident, where you can find the cool stuff. So the history is rich here in the Lone Star State. You guys know that. And these towns that I'm going to put in here um, basically come from, uh, I, I guess, the dates that we talk about start kind of with the first European settlers here, and that's important to say, not the first European explorers necessarily, the first European settlers in 1528 through kind of the Battle of the Alamo in 1836. So that kind of gives you an idea. So, despite spending an enormous amount of time in the region, long time, the Spanish did not really begin, the Spaniards didn't really begin creating missions or towns until really the early 1700s. And so that's fascinating. I actually thought it happened a lot sooner than that. Um, but several of the towns and communities um, that I'm going to list off today <clears throat> have been around since those first Spanish explorers. So some of the oldest towns are now big cities. Um, but as is everything in Texas, I mean, Austin didn't start off as this giant town of Austin. The Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex was not the Metroplex, you know, even 60 years ago. So it all started in small settlements, and that's, that's the important thing to remember. So we're fixing to explore uh, at least three of the oldest towns that I could find specifically in Texas. So this may be a little bit shorter podcast because I didn't get into a, a ton of the history of the town, but I just kind of wanted to kind of get the tip of the iceberg on this because it was kind of cool. And I may switch over here in a minute to uh, a website that I did find some of this information on, and I may go over some of these other older cities and kind of list them off. So the first city on our list is Nacogdoches, so, and that is spelled N-A-C-O-G. D-O-C-H-E-S. And there's some argument on when it was actually founded. I think one thing I found showed 1716, but then later the official thing that I found shows 1779. So Nacogdoches frequently claims it is the oldest town in Texas. So European settlers did not arrive there until the Spanish established a mission in that region in 1716. So there's kind of the argument, guys. So the Spanish created a mission here in 1716, but I think the town wasn't officially, you know, quote-unquote, incorporated or founded until, uh, whatever that is, 63 years later, 1779. Uh, according to some data... Nacogdoches may be the oldest settlement in Texas, which implies that native people had lived there for over 10,000 years. Which, guys, I'm telling you, go read that book, 1491. You will see, I mean, even what I learned growing up in school, that all Native Americans are basically uh, Asian people that came across the Bering Strait, or Asian or Russian people that came across hundreds of thousands of years ago and then migrated south. Apparently, that is all out the window. Man, 1491's just amazing. So it was formally established, Nacogdoches, sorry, back to Nacogdoches, formally established in 1779, but its history dates back really thousands of years to the Caddo Indians. And there's lots of interesting stuff about the Caddo Indians, and they do talk about that in 1491. So 
But part of the problem with Nacogdoches is it's been really kind of in contested territory. So territory that's been argued about um, throughout the early history by different European settlers, the Republic of Texas, Mexico, and of course the United States. So really, I mean, Nacogdoches, from what I understand, really has a pretty remarkable history. Um, I haven't been there. I probably need to go down there sometime. I've, I've always heard it was cool. I've been close. I've been within like 20 miles, but never been into Nacogdoches. So technically, I guess, based on my writing and research, it's only the third oldest city in Texas. So there you go. Number three, because it was officially founded in 1779, although it was established, I guess, around a mission in 1716. So there you go. Nacogdoches, Texas, number three at 1779. So our number two, and I didn't find a ton of information about it, but I did find it on this, this website I was looking at. So I'm assuming we pronounce this Yaleta. It's spelled Y-S-L-E-T-A. <clears throat> says it was founded in 1680, and it's out near El Paso. From my understanding, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up. I'm sitting here. I'm just gonna go ahead and pull this up. Yaleta, Y S L E T A, Texas. Let's just go ahead and pull that bad boy. It's not even. There's not even a map of this thing on here. Where is it on the map? Oh, here we go. I'll click on maps. It is a community just right outside of yeah, right outside of El Paso. Actually, it's. El Paso kind of encompasses it now, apparently, from what it looks like. So, yeah. Um, anyway, so let's go back. It actually, so Wikipedia listed as Yaleta, El Paso, Texas. So, I'll go back to that here in a minute. But here's what I found on one website. This is a, a tiny village, and it claims, it also claims to be Texas's oldest settlement. That's one thing about the top three that I really like. Yaleta claims to be the earliest European colony in modern-day Texas. Isn't that interesting? So now we're kind of specifying modern-day Texas. And so, you know, but I can't really find what defines modern-day Texas. Uh, it was founded about 150 years after the first town on this list, though, which we'll get to that here in a minute. So Yaleta has traditionally been a little town, although it is now part of El Paso, so a larger city. So kind of like, a, you know, Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex is taking in all the, what used to be the little towns, you know, McKinney and Garland and Forney and all those right there around it. You know, that's just DFW proper is what it's called now. So I guess Yaleta is basically just part of El Paso. So, uh... Uh, Cabeza de Devaca, which was one of the first Spanish, um, I guess, conquistadors that traveled through the place. Um, it says he traveled through Presidio, Texas, which we're going to get to in a minute. Um, the Spanish colonists there eventually fled the Pueblo Revolt in northern New Mexico, which is neither New nor Mexico, but that's beside the point. So they fled this Pueblo revolt in northern New Mexico, and they settled in Yaleta with some other Native Americans. Uh, 
So it does make, the little town makes a strong case for being the oldest colony in Texas as it was a long-term refugee camp and not just a rest area on the way. So that's important to know. So let me pull up the old Wikipedia here uh, and I'm going to read a little bit about what it says here. Um, it says it was settled between October 9th and October 12th, 1680. So that's interesting. Now we're in a little period of three days. Spanish conquistadors, Franciscan clerics, uh, clerics and Tihua Indians, I assume, T-I-G-U-A, uh, took refuge along this southern bank of the Rio Grande. So, and it says here they did flee the Pueblo Revolt in New Mexico. So, yeah, that's kind of interesting. And then it talks about the settlement. Antonio de Otterman, the Spanish governor at the time, placed Fray Francisco de Ayeta as administrator of the refugee camp of those fleeing. It says Pope's Rebellion in 1680. I'm not, I might need to look that up, see what the Pope's Rebellion was. So anyway, they kind of made a camp, and then they developed a little mission um, about three miles away on the Rio Grande, or from the Rio Grande. Um, but it was far enough away that it wouldn't, you know, flood. It does say um, that the settlement and the associated mission were moved several times over the next few hundred years. So in 1691, the original refugee mission was replaced by an adobe structure. A flood in 1740, uh, 1740 washed away the mission, and it was rebuilt on higher ground four years later, which is good. Um, the Tiwa, that T-I-G-U-A, that's uh, per, apparently pronounced Tiwa, of Yoleta were among the most faithful Christian converts in the area, and the Spanish were keen to keep the settlement healthy and vibrant. This is what it says on Wikipedia. In the period between 1829 and 1831, the river moved much farther south than usual. In 1836, the new county of Texas claimed the new channel of the Rio Grande as its boundary. And in 1848, the ratification of the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo um, was ceded into the United States. Uh, and it does note that the mission was a stop on the Butterfield Overland Mail Trail from 1858 to 1861. So that's kind of cool. There's some other stuff in here. It talks about the city a little bit, you know, throughout the years. Uh, the railroad didn't come to it. Um, apparently there was some argument because it was considered an Indian city. So El Paso wanted to be the county seat. And so apparently Yoletta was tossed off the list because it was uh, an Indian city. So, anyway, it, it does say that the railroad also didn't come to Yoletta. Um, anyway, sounds like a big deal. It looks like there was a chemical fire out there, which damaged the mission back in 1907. And so, uh, yeah, anyway, there's just some, uh, some really cool stuff. Uh, it even says, let's see, the T-Wall revival in the 1960s, a guy named Tom Diamond sued on behalf of the Tiwa tribe uh, he sued the state of Texas because they were reluctant to recognize any Native American tribes but in 1967 the Tiwas were uh, were formed legally as the Yaleta del Sur Pueblo that's interesting I'm going to look into more of that later <clears throat> so yeah 
there you go. Isn't that cool stuff? Uh, man, I just, I love history. Love, love, love history. Um, so let's go on. So there you go. There's some more about good old Yoletta. So we have number three with Nacogdoches in 1779 officially. But even still, if we count the 1776 date, Yoletta was still a little bit ahead, like 30-something years, um, with 1680 being official, although they've moved several times. So apparently there's some contested thoughts because they were moved several times. So is the town really still the original town? I don't know. But, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Like I said, my mind wanders a little bit every now and then. So, uh, all right, let's jump into the oldest city, technically. Um, so the oldest city that I can find officially is Presidio, Texas. So it was founded, built, occupied, whatever, like in 1535. And Presidio, let me pull it up on the old map here. Presidio is kind of in the similar type area, close to El Paso. Um, so out western Texas. Um... Levar Nez Cabeza de Vaca is, is what it says, was a Spanish traveler. And he brought the first Europeans to what is now known as Presidio in 1535. And he founded one of the first European colonies in the region. So there again, we're talking about European colonies. So the Spaniards founded Presidio in the early 1500s. There is proof that native tribes had been residing in the area for significantly longer than that. So again, we're talking about Europeans and written history. Um, so really, I mean, the Spanish were, they were a far cry from the initial inhabitants. Let's be, let's be clear. People were living in this area for way longer, but now we're talking about, again, we're talking about Europeans, Spanish in the area and actually setting up I guess, settlements and writing them down, staking their claim, I guess. So Presidio is now considered the oldest town in Texas. Um, even though the municipality, so the actual city of Presidio, claims that it was founded in 1683. That was the official founding. But are some of y'all going, well, uh-oh, this is where some of the controversy comes in because Yoletta was officially founded in 1680 and Presidio was officially founded in 1683. So I don't know, but the, the initial stuff that I found as far as Presidio and I think a mission being built there was in 1535. So that's, that's really, you know, really, really, really interesting. And so let me go check the old Wikipedia again here. Um, it's on the junction of the Rio Conchos and the Rio Grande. Um, it's been settled for thousands of years by hunting and gathering people. Um, so, and apparently they had some Pueblos there. That's what the Spaniards called it was Pueblos. Um, it says the first Spaniards came in 1535. You know, that's what I came up with. Uh, in 1684, apparently it was known as La Navidad en las Cruces. I didn't know that. Um, let me see. Let me go back here. Yeah, it talks about apparently it was known. Uh, yeah, known as that. Yeah, anyway, 
So cool. Uh, ooh, in 1760, a penal colony and military garrison of 60 men were established near the town. So a penal colony being a prison. Um, in 1830, the name of the area around Presidio was changed from La Junta de los Rios to Presidio del Norte. Uh, white settlers came to Presidio about 1848 after the whole uh, Mexican War. So that's kind of cool too. Uh, yeah, it's a, a just cool history. It says in 1849 there was a big Comanche raid that almost destroyed Presidio. Uh, in 1850, Native Americans drove off most of the cattle in town. The post office wasn't established until 1868, and the first public school was in 1887. <clears throat> so, that's, wow. And Presidio ended up being a, a safe haven um, for Mexican army troops who were, uh, I guess, yeah, seeking safe haven um, from Pancho Villa's forces in 1914 after he captured Ojinaga. So, yeah, and the U.S. forces, I forgot, I just read about this, um, the U.S. forces detained over 2,000 Mexican refugees at Presidio, uh, and then they eventually marched them north about 60 miles to Camp Marfa, and then they would later be sent by train to Fort Bliss. That was a big deal in a book that I just read, and for the life of me, I can't remember what that book was called, but uh, it, it was really interesting. It was about Persian and the Mexican War. and Not Persian, Persing, sorry. Um, yeah, it was just really fascinating history. If you've ever been down on the border country, it's really cool. So uh, Kansas City, Mexico, and Orient Railway reached Presidio in the 1930s. Um, the population grew from 96 in 1925 to over almost 1,788. So... You know, that's kind of interesting. It, it just, I've never been to Presidio either. But, uh, yeah. So there you go. Isn't that fascinating stuff? <laughs> Sorry. I'm a little scatterbrained today, guys. But, uh, yeah, so I, I love that stuff. I just love reading about all of this stuff. It, it just, it fascinates me. And so I know that Rio Grande area is just Man, it is filled with all kinds of cool stuff. Um, you know? So there you go. The three oldest towns um, that we know of. Let me go ahead and read. There was a list that I found. Let me find it again. Oh, here we go. It was a list uh, a, through a-z-animals.com. Um, so that was one, two, three, Presidio, and then Yaletta and Nacogdoches. Um, number four is St. Augustine. 1717, which was also founded around a mission, I believe. Let me see what it says real quick. Yeah, founded around a mission. Um, and it was a Spanish mission, of course. A lot of missions you'll find here in Texas, of course, are Spanish. Uh, then we bump up to San Antonio, 1718. Everybody knows and loves San Antonio. Uh, Austin is number six. It's 1730. So, And it became the capital pretty early on, I believe. Uh, Goliad in 1749. So now we're getting into some names that a lot of listeners might know. Uh, Laredo in 1755, down on the border. Uh, port Isabel, 1770s. I would have thought the port would have been a little sooner. Because um, there were lots of pirates and stuff, which we're going to do a podcast on pirates at some point. Uh, number 10 is Gonzales, 1825. 
And then uh, number 11 at 1840 is Georgetown, Texas. So there you, there you go. What do y'all think? Is that some cool stuff? Um, I hope y'all found it cool. Um, trying to pull up my... Shoot. Trying to pull up my pot. Oh, there we go. All right. Sorry. I, I, I typed this out. I kind of bullet point stuff. But yeah, so, I mean, there's the list of uh, Texas. There you go. So the, the list of some of the three oldest cities in Texas, check them out. They've got some cool history. And what better things to listen to on an idle Wednesday or whenever the heck you're listening to me. Um, but I do want to thank everybody for tuning in. I want to thank my sponsor, of course, you know, me with Miracle Mortgage. Um, keep in mind, of course, if you know someone moving to or in Texas, send them my way at themichaelmitchell.com. Remember, we sell dreams, not mortgages. I love helping people get into homes. So I appreciate y'all listening. Sorry I was a little rambling today, but I hope y'all have a great day. Thank y'all again, and remember, the stars at night are big and bright, deep in the heart of Texas. Y'all have a great week. <laughs>